It isn't anywhere else, said Dick, and Dick spoke the truth there. What tailor do you patronize? asked the gentleman, surveying Dick's attire. Would you like to go to the same one? asked Dick shrewdly. Well, no. It strikes me that he didn't give you a very good fit. This coat once belonged to General Washington, said Dick comically. He wore it all through the Revolution, and it got torn some, cause he fit so hard. When he died, he told his widder to give it to some smart young fellow that hadn't got none of his own, so she gave it to me. But if you'd like it, sir, to remember General Washington by, I'll let you have it reasonable. Thank you, but I wouldn't want to deprive you of it. And did your pants come from General Washington, too? No, they was a gift from Louis Napoleon. Louis had outgrown em and sent em to me. He's bigger than me, and that's why they don't fit. It seems you have distinguished friends. Now, my lad, I suppose you would like your money. I shouldn't have any objection, said Dick. I believe, said the gentleman, examining his pocketbook, I haven't got anything short of twenty-five cents. Have you got any change? Not a cent, said Dick. All my money's invested in the Erie Railroad. That's unfortunate. Shall I get the money changed, sir? I can't wait. I've got to meet an appointment immediately. I'll hand you twenty-five cents, and you can leave the change at my office any time during the day. All right, sir. Where is it? Number 125 Fulton Street. Shall you remember? Yes, sir. What name? Grayson. Office on the second floor. All right, sir. I'll bring it. I wonder whether the little scamp will prove honest, said Mr. Grayson to himself as he walked away. If he does, I'll give him my custom regularly. If he don't, as is most likely, I shan't mind the loss of fifteen cents. Mr. Grayson didn't understand Dick. Our ragged hero wasn't a model boy in all respects. I am afraid he swore sometimes, and now and then he played tricks upon unsophisticated boys from the country, or gave a wrong direction to an honest old gentleman unused to the city. A clergyman in search of the Cooper Institute he once directed to the tomb's prison, and following him unobserved, was highly delighted when the unsuspicious stranger walked up the front steps of the great stone building on Center Street and tried to obtain admission. I guess he wouldn't want to stay long if he did get in, thought Ragged Dick, hitching up his pants. Leastways I shouldn't. They're so precious glad to see you that they won't let you go, but board you gratuitous, and never send in no bills. Another of Dick's faults was his extravagance. Being always wide awake and ready for business, he earned enough to have supported him comfortably and respectably. There were not a few young clerks who employed Dick from time to time in his professional capacity who scarcely earned as much as he, greatly as their style and dress exceeded his. But Dick was careless of his earnings. Where they went, he could hardly have told himself. However much he managed to earn during the day, all was generally spent before morning. He was fond of going to the old Bowery Theater and Tony Pastor's, and if he had any money left afterwards, he would invite some of his friends in somewhere to have an oyster stew, so it seldom happened that he commenced the day with a penny. Then I am sorry to add that Dick had formed the habit of smoking— 
This cost him considerable, for Dick was rather fastidious about his cigars and wouldn't smoke the cheapest. Besides, having a liberal nature, he was generally ready to treat his companions. But of course the expense was the smallest objection. No boy of fourteen can smoke without being affected injuriously. Men are frequently injured by smoking, and boys always. But large numbers of the newsboys and bootblacks form the habit. Exposed to the cold and wet, they find that it warms them up, and the self-indulgence grows upon them. It is not uncommon to see a little boy, too young to be out of his mother's sight, smoking with all the apparent satisfaction of a veteran smoker. There was another way in which Dick sometimes lost money. There was a noted gambling house on Baxter Street, which in the evening was sometimes crowded with these juvenile gamesters, who staked their hard earnings, generally losing, of course,